0: Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lay Kim and KB. Welcome
1: to the neighborhood, it's your boy KB and my brother Lay, today's episode is The strangers are your biggest fans, boy, this is going to be a good one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You got a quote for us today? Yeah, man. So I found a good one. And this one is coming right from the heart. And when I say it, I want you to tell me what you think. So the quote says, remember one thing, your biggest supporters will be strangers. It will be people who you don't even know that will root for you, work for you, buy from you, and generally wish you success.
1: I definitely agree with that 1000%. Because, you know, when you start off, people always assume that their family their friends are going to be your first supporters. But it, honestly, it's, it's going to be strangers.
2: Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, yo, that hit home, man. I feel like any entrepreneur listening to this or anyone who's ever started something probably experienced this. And, it's always people that don't even know you that that's willing to show the most love. So I was like, man, I listeners they're going to like this one.
1: And it's hard to stomach that when you first start out because your friends or your family are the first people to hear your ideas. So, you know, they are cheering you on, but at the end of the day, they're not your target market. So you're not going to be your biggest fan. So it's hard for you to accept that. For me, I, I, it was hard for me to accept that. So I know for other people, and I usually don't care what people think. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I know it's hard. For people, you're always looking for validation, you know, for your loved ones. And it's like, yo, you just got to get out there
2: and experience and meet new people. And I think going through everything that entrepreneurship has to offer, it really just comes with like trial and error. Because your family and your friends, they see you go through the ups and the downs. And they know you for, like, your failures. They don't know you for your successes. So I think that, that could be a big barrier that people have a hard time seeing through. What, what comes to mind is
1: that the, the infamous IG posts when, you know, when people say, I started a business, and they get 10 likes. And then when people say, oh, I got the job, and they get 150 likes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the whole idea of entrepreneurship is, like, they, people can't really root for something they don't understand. So if if they're more familiar with, you know, what you're doing, then they're more excited. But if it's something new, they're like, well, how are you going to do this? They tell you all about the risk factors. There's there's no money in that. Who's going to do this? How are you going to operate and do school, operate and be a a father, a mother? So I think, you know, it's it's real tough for young entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs to understand that your love is going to come from, you know, on the
2: outside. It's different. It's different. But it's something that we all get used to the longer you in the game. So I guess the first thing that comes to mind is what do you think? Is it a good thing or a bad thing that strangers support you more?
1: I think it's a great thing because now you have to force to be out of your comfort zone. And now you make a connection with people that you never met before based on what are you, you know, you're giving them, whatever value you're giving them. And they see you from, it's a different type of connection. It's not an emotional connection.
2: Don't you think when you start, promoting something new or you start offering something that your expectations are, are different because I know, like you said, when we start, the idea is like, yo, my homie, they're going to support me. They're going to show up. They're going to buy this. They're going to do that. But then when it doesn't happen, it makes you look at someone different. It does in a
1: way. But as you grow and you realize your homie is just your homie, your friend is your friend. They're not your business partner and they don't work for you. So when you accept that, I think that, that's the part a lot of people really getting over that hump, because they always say, yo, they, celebrities how you praise your friends. But your friends see that celebrity, they see some type of value in that celebrity and they probably entertain or like exactly what that celebrity does. So one is either you level up on what you're doing and create different value or two, you just don't worry about it. You just create new fans.
2: One of the things that come to mind when I hear that is like, they say first as an entrepreneur, the toughest thing is when you gotta turn your doubters into believers. And when that happens, that's when you know you're you're making progress.
1: I also see the other aspect is that your your family they love you for who you are. You know, your fans love you for what you do. And people have to understand that that your family is just gonna be there. They support you, but they're not truly intrigued by what you're doing. They just support your 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 being.
2: Yeah. And I think the the biggest thing that comes to mind is that your friends and your family, they just don't want to see you fail. I got a story. So I remember one time I was doing this sales gig that came to my mind and it was called uh, Amway. I don't know if you ever heard of them.
1: (laughs) We all heard of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I did my little Amway thing uh, back in 2012 and it was a really cool experience. You know, I got, I got everybody together. I hit you up, I hit up Marv, Devin, like all the homies, uh, Phil, people came from all over, all over the state to come show me love. And my uncle, he didn't tell me this, but when I failed at Amway, like everybody else, (laughs) like my uncle was like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you this, but like, I failed at Amway 15 years ago, but I didn't want to say nothing because I didn't want to discourage you. So I don't know. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I felt like he could have saved me some pain because I thought I was going to be a millionaire through Amway.
1: <laughs> now I knew you back in 2012. Now, if he told you that, would you actually listen to him? Or are you like, I'm going to just do this anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to do my own thing regardless, but I guess now that I look back on it, I was like, I kind of wanted him to say something, but maybe it was the best thing that he didn't say anything.
1: Being that, gave it your all and it didn't work. You just went to the next thing. And I think, you know, those experiences forces us, you know, different kind of variables.
2: Yeah, that's true. Because looking at it, it was something that I had to experience myself. And I think that's probably the biggest struggle a lot of people have is we allow other people failures or other people advice and what they tell us to prevent us from trying it ourselves. So I'm, I'm grateful that I did do that now that I look at it. What what did you learn from with you? Man... So I realized (laughs) I learned a lot of things. So they taught me like how to network. I was very uneasy of networking with other people. They exposed me to like a different style of making money. You know, I never thought of making money from marketing products and stuff that people are using every day. Cause when we were doing eBay back in the day, it was just like find anything in the crib and sell it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like that was, that was the idea. But anyway, they, they sold me on the dream that they offer products and services that people are using every day. So I thought that that was a a huge sell. And instead of going to Walmart, they'll spend like four extra dollars to to, (laughs) to buy this necessity in the crib. But looking back on it, I'm like, it wasn't that much value in it.
1: Yeah, I think everybody had their days of network marketing. And, you know, it's a love-hate relationship with network marketing because you really wanted to work. You want to set up this meeting, like, you'll just come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you something. And then you get down to it. It's like, it's really about, you know, a numbers game with people. And, you know, it takes a lot of energy. But for my personal story, where, you know, strangers... I would say strings are a big offense. But when it came to me acting, I always had a pilot called Deliver I Love. And the pilot aired, we had a uh, screen in, we put it on YouTube and I went to the barbershop and I was telling a couple people about it. I was talking to my barber and other people chimed in. I was like, hey, you should check it out, it's on YouTube, you know, it's like 20 minutes, it's, it's good. I, I'm a lead actor. It's about, you know, me being a love doctor from Harlem. So it was dope. It was like, all right, cool, that's cool, That's what's up, you're doing your little thing. So meanwhile, Two months later, I actually go to L.A., and we have a film festival. Oh, you lit. <laughs> so, and this is funny why you said that, too. So, we had a film festival for the same exact film, and I took a couple pictures, you know, starting on Sunset, had a nice, nice fit on, posted it. Some of the people from the barbershop, the kid that, personally, I'm talking about, he, don't, uh, he didn't comment on anything on my picture. He, he saw it, so I didn't know that until I went to the barbershop when I came back from L.A., and he was just hyped. Like, yo, bro, you doing your thing. Da, da, da I'm like, yo, where is this coming from? Yo, I saw you was in LA. I'm like, yo, what you mean? Was, I was like, I, this is the same pilot I was telling you about. But nah, you you went there with my homegirl. And she be acting. So I'm like, wait, so you trying to congratulate me because you saw somebody else that you know in a project that I am. Now is validated. Now it's good because I went to LA. And it just like... <laughs> What? <laughs> like, bro, like, I, I thought you supposed to rock out for me for me. Like, b- grade me on my acting skills. Don't just say because you know somebody else that's doing it. And it's like, yo, the people that are close to you, they don't really support you like that until somebody
2: else comes along. It's crazy. It, it took for you going out to L.A. And, and connecting with someone for people to show you love.
1: Have you ever found $40 hours in your favorite jeans? It probably got you high, right? <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. That's exactly what happens when I check my dig account every month. In 2019, I was able to pay down $10,000 in debt without even thinking about it, thanks to Digit app. It's an online automated savings account where it helps you pay for your next vacation, credit card, or even just for a rainy day. And on top of that, they give you 1% of bonuses every three months just for saving your own money. If you need help with saving or budgeting, please click the link in our show notes for details. You get paid $5 today just for signing up with Entrepreneurhood.
2: So, Here's some of the problems that I see with strangers being your biggest supporters. Number one, I say is not having support from your family because you expect the most from your family. You know, like that's one thing that comes to mind. And another one is friends telling you you're different because they're like, yo, KB, yo, you, you're not the same. Like, you're not, <laughs> you know, you're not the $6 trainer no more. And and your prices are different. You know they just see you moving different, and when when that happens, it makes them look at you weird. And that's not what we want, but it comes with the territory.
1: It definitely does because it's a reflection of themselves, especially if you came from the same place. And you talking about people that you've been broke together with, you broke bread with. You know you scrape up the chains to get you know sandwiches, and now you on another level. It makes them feel like yo, what am I doing wrong, or you know, am I going to get left behind? And that's not the case. And
2: another one that comes to mind is people tell you that you, you know, you think you're better than them because you're making a little bit of progress. All of those different problems, when they come to mind, it makes me think, why does that happen? Why is it that because we are from the same neighborhood and you are starting to make a little bit of progress that people aren't more supportive? It deals with the word uh,
1: familiarity. And basically that means close acquaintance with knowledge or knowledge of something. So being that they know you and they're familiar with you. They don't expect much of you. But when it actually does happen, it surprises them. Like, wow, oh, you're really doing this. And it doesn't turn into that little thing anymore. It turns like, oh, you're doing your thing now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I can see that. Have you ever had someone tell you that, like, yo, KB, you acting different?
1: Yo, people have been telling me that for the last 20 years. <laughs> my, my own family be telling me, that, yo, you're different now because you're doing this. You big-headed because you're doing this, and it's like, yo, I'm always going to be doing something, but I'm I i can not control how you think you know about me. I'm yeah. still the same person.
2: <laughs> Whenever someone tells me that I'm different, it's probably they know me for being in a certain environment or for doing one particular thing, and they see me, you know, change into like a different industry. So, like, even when it comes to basketball, bro, like, I still have a lot of people hit me up and be like, yo, Lay, you still play ball? Or like the only thing they know me from was playing ball. And now that they see me wear suits, one, people think that I don't got it no more. So like, <laughs> that's where they really went wrong. Two is that they, they used to see me in, in basketball gear. So now when they see me in nothing but suits, like that's, that's when I heard I'm acting different. Yeah,
1: sometimes you gotta unlace it and, and show them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's so many different times that, like I said, sports gave me discipline, man. So, like, there's, you know, my passion for sports and everything that it brought. You're not going to take that away. So, anytime someone try to challenge me on the court, I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> you got me messed up. I could, I still got it.
1: Yo, you know, you just got to accept the when people changing as long as you remain the same. Because even when I started modeling and really doing shoots and fast shoots, it was like three years ago, almost – you know, every couple months. I was I was real active. So when it came down to me taking simple pictures, just because I didn't I like a picture, like my bro might taking me, oh, you on your model stuff now. Like, you don't want to take regular pictures no more. And it's like, <laughs> yo, I was always like this before I started modeling. Like, I was very peculiar about what I want in my pictures. But just because this is like a title, this is what I do now, and I actually get money, people get offended by it. Like, oh, you big-headed. Because you're you doing this, you're doing this photo shoot and you're on this type of stage and you just accept it. I just roll with it. I'm like, you know what? I am a model, so I got to have a certain criteria. So <laughs> let me get this other angle, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember when you started modeling, that was a, it was a different side of things that I, I never seen, you know, like, I've always known you just growing up together so when I started seeing you modeling, I was like oh you you really elevating one of the, the quotes that come to my mind when you hear blood makes you related loyalty and support makes you family you know I just think of like all of the homies in New York because we we grew a, a strong bond over the last 10 12 15 years of support of loyalty and when none of us is related but like anytime someone in the circle they, we doing something. I feel like for the most part, everybody pulls up, you know, and, and, and then we show everybody love. That makes me feel good because as you get older, you start to know who your core people are and the people who really got your back. Because I don't know if you noticed this, but the more older we get, the more we realize that a lot of people don't got like core people that they know for like over 10 years. to so find a
1: good friendship, is very hard nowadays. Yeah. Also to keep one at that, and that's why I always appreciate you know, a bros always supporting you know what I'm doing, and me doing a whole bunch of different things. Even if they can't make a particular event, I never take it to heart because I'm like, yo, I'm always doing something. And I think that's another thing on the the part of the person in the particular group that's an entrepreneur or, or leaped out to understand is that they're not gonna make every event that you have. They're not going to make every show that you have. They're not going to be at every award ceremony. And you have to, you know, be okay with that. They still have their daily lives. They still support you. They still, you know, can be your biggest fan, but they're not going to be there every time. And that's something I had to learn early in the beginning.
2: As we all get older, we, we start to understand things more. Like another thing that comes to mind is when we attack new ventures, right, we want support. And it's tough when it doesn't come from family. So one of the things that I wrote down is even though your family loves you, Sometimes you have to ignore all the noise and follow your dreams. It's your dream. It's not meant for everybody to understand it. So you got to know when it's time to put your head down and go after it.
1: Most definitely. That's actually something I wrote down as well, because it's your vision. It's your journey. Like You really got to stop looking for validation from the people that's close to you. Like They love you for who you are and not what you do. And as soon as you understand that, then you have a different level of expectation. And you you have no disappointment that way.
2: I feel like it's just a hard pill to swallow. You want your homie to show you love or the person that you expect the most from. When they don't follow through, it hurts the most. But I think the key from what I've seen, the key to that is like the level of expectation.
1: I think to help cope with it is to...
2: Appreciate the love no
1: matter where it's coming from. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, nobody support me, nobody support me. But you have that one Raven fan screaming your name and they don't know you from a hole in the wall. Appreciate that person because without that person, you wouldn't have nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like appreciate whatever the love is coming from. It doesn't have to be necessary from the person, the people that's closer to you. If it is, it is, you know, it's a bonus. But if not,
2: just keep moving. Starting a podcast can be super stressful, and that's why most people don't start. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. They're the easiest and hands down the best way to launch a professional podcast. Remember, KB and I both run separate companies, so we needed something that would get our show on all the major podcasts and platforms. We needed detailed analytics to see how our people were listening, and we wanted a platform that was super user-friendly. Buzzsprout did all those things for us. Now, if you want to start your own podcast, check the link in our show notes and we'll give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Plus, you'll be supporting the show. Remember, Buzzsprout is the easiest way to podcast. As you say that, I was thinking it's all about, you know, the expectations that you set for yourself and it's kind of hard to accept that. But like I said, my expectations for the people that I know the most or sometimes low, because when I keep my expectations low, my disappointment never really hits because I'm like, well, I didn't really expect it. So, like, I'd rather be surprised than have high expectations and be let down.
1: That makes sense. One, one of the things that I do is just by habit now, I practice what's called exclusivity. Basically, that means not allowing everybody in when it comes to certain things. It may oh, yeah. Exclusive. So businesses actually practice this and they use this as marketing tools. So I got uh, a few examples from business to community.com. It's when you have a business, you create like a wait list or a order And when you do that, you limit the supply and create first come, first serve urgency. So when you do that as an entrepreneur, it helps. And you also do that with your relationships. It helps as well. The next thing is called deadlines. So when you offer things for basically for a limited time. And the last thing is membership, where only a certain group of members or customers can get your product or service. So with that being said, when it comes to people, just skip over the people that you know already. It's that simple. When you skip over them that you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to get in whatever you're doing. Yeah. So those are the people that, you know, like Chris Brown said, you can't even get in. <laughs> those are the people that's trying to get in like, yo, what you doing? What you doing? It's like, yo, I'm working. You know, when I have an event or have something I can invite you to, I'll invite you, but other than that, don't look for those people to you know show up or support your business.
2: I'm writing this down as you talk. And so one of the things that come to mind when you say that is kind of like the QVC method, you know, like QVC, man, they're so known for that. It's like when you make something exclusive, they're so strategic about it. Right. And the way that they do it is like, cool. They say, hey, we only have five left and you have five minutes and first five people are going to get this extra bonus. It's all a part of the marketing. So. I think the more exclusive you make things, the more people want it. People want what they can't have. What I realized with family is the main reason of why family doesn't support when you start something is, like I said, number one, they don't want to see you fail. And then number two is they're comparing your old failures with your new success. When, when, when you hear that, what do you think of?
1: They stuck in the past. So they've seen the hurt that you had on from the past when the failures they ain't trying to, you know, save you, but you need that hurt to keep going. Like, especially with entrepreneurship is, is nothing but failures. You one or two or three successes and you're good, but you're going to go through it. So they they see the last hurt that you had on your face and they just like, yo, I don't want you to be hurt again. Let's just do something safe. Do something that less risk.
2: <laughs> so what, like, is there any failures that you think your family, they based on, what your next move was and they try to like stop you from doing it pretty much almost everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) nah not everything but in the beginning i was jumping out the window i was doing network marketing i was doing mca ebay all these different things like yo you always got some little scam a little scheme going on
2: (laughs) wait they said they said you had a scam
1: going (laughs) they called me a con artist for a few years (laughs) (laughs) and i had to take that like you if i could get it from my family the people that I love and I care about, it just gave me tough skin. Like anybody in the street can say anything to me. It wouldn't mean nothing. And I think I needed that and it helped me. And that's why I have so much tough skin when it comes to people speaking on my behalf or giving me, you know, hating criticism. I was, it just, it just rubs off on me easily.
2: I see that because same thing for me, you know, like when it when it came to some of my previous failures, like when I was getting into sales, I wasn't sure if my, my family was so supportive because of like my whole Amway experience. You know, like all Amway did was just drain money out of my pocket. I had to like pay to do this, pay to do that. And it made me feel good because I thought I was making progress. But all yeah. it really did was just cost me more bread, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's all they really care about. How much you making.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, And then like, that's the thing. Cause then when I got in the sale, they asked me that They was like, how much you making or how much could you make? I was like, well, I can make a lot or I can make no money. And, you? <laughs> and it was like, wait, what? Like, come on, man. Like go do something different. So I don't know if my family, they discouraged me initially, but they weren't the most supportive because again, I decided to take a path that no one in my family ever took. You know, I was the first person in my immediate family to go to college so because of that i felt like the expectations were so high and then i was just like yeah i'm gonna do sales and it's hundred percent commission and i might not make no money <laughs> that's the best part because i was the
1: opposite. i was the first person to drop out <laughs> and say i'm gonna do a business i don't know what business yet but i'm not working for nobody and i'm gonna drop out of
2: school <laughs> Yeah, complete opposites. And and like I'm telling you, like you said, we sometimes when we take the path that no one knows what, what the outcome is going to be, they don't know, they just don't want to see us hurt. But it, it's a part of the process.
1: Now I think about it, it's so crazy how we have so many similarities but also different experiences at the same time. And that's what, you know, makes us. And I think a lot of people need to realize that
2: whatever, what you do and what you don't do will create you. Wow, that's big. So – my my next thing is who's is your biggest supporter now and, and why? It's tough because I, I do multiple things. So I have people
1: support, you know, my, my training like you know, 150% at people that support me modeling or people supporting the podcast. Like for example, like my own family and my friends, I don't even expect them to listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they and they probably don't. So I can talk about them, they're not gonna hit no <laughs> <laughs> But they don't listen to the podcast. But when it comes to me, you know, doing like, you know, feeding the city and giving back, my my family, they will, you know, be up with me up 24 hours just to get the actual task done. So for me, it's different because I do different things and I I don't like to get, you know, everybody's energy from everything that I'm doing. I try to separate things so people don't feel drained supporting me. Like I don't want to feel like a job when they support me since I do so many different things.
2: When it comes to like my biggest supporter, what I realize is that the more accessible you are, I feel like the less people support you and what I mean by that is I'm noticing during quarantine, you know, so many people are reaching out to me asking me for different feedback advice and sometimes people who have a lot of access to you, they may not appreciate it as much because they're like, ah, it's just like Kim or, you know, like I've known you for a long time. And it's like, yo, you might not notice the value, but there are other people that would like, Jump over hurdles just to hear my opinion on something.
1: Yeah, and, and everybody's not on the same playing field. I think that's the biggest part for people to understand. Like everybody's not going to see you the same. For example, if you could be the biggest star in the world, I seen. I remember this uh, video: Jay Z was riding a train in New York City. We from the culture know who Jay Z is, but this old white lady that was on the train, she looked at him. She seen the camera. he's like, uh, "Are you a celebrity or something?" He said, "Yeah, my name is Sean." And he's like, <laughs> You got a lot of cameras. He said, like, Yeah, they're just following me today. And it's like, to him, to Jay Z, you know, she's nobody to him because she's an 80 year old white lady. She doesn't know anything about what he did or what he has done for the community and music industry. So it's, it's nobody to him. But if it was
2: somebody else that she was familiar with, she would probably understand the value of that person. I seen that video. Yep. And it, I thought it was, at first I thought it was staged because I'm like, there's no way this lady don't know who Jay-Z is, but nah, it's it's a fact.
1: Yeah, it's all about the perspective and the different lens that people see you in. Everybody's on different planes.
2: That's what I, I love about understanding because the more that I understand, it's okay if a person that you want to support you doesn't support you. It's a part of understanding that like you got to keep grinding. For like what you said, it takes for someone else to support you for your close friends to see the value in what you're doing.
1: Especially if it's someone that they look up to or they idolize and they give you the cosign, now they really own you. And I've yeah. seen that multiple times with training where I have certain people follow me and they hit me up too about, y'all want to train? I'm like, all right, cool. Just a regular inquiry. Until they see their friend or somebody idolizes an IG girl works out with me and trains me and say, yo, KB's the best oh, I want to train with you now. Such and such train with you. And Tisha train with you. And and Shayna train with you. Now I want to train with you. And it's like, yo, I was giving you the same quality of service (laughs) because somebody else co-signed it. You hopped on the wave. So I didn't get mad. I'm like, you can train me, but you got to pay a little bit more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hope that person who experienced, they're not listening to that part. (laughs) They don't know, man. The race always changed. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, that's crazy because – what comes to mind is everybody wants to ride with you in the limo, but nobody wants to take the bus with you. And when I think of that is like, people want to wait to see how it turns out before they decide if they want to show love.
1: Yeah. Cause they like, I don't want to look like a loser with you. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I want to ride the wave. And at the same time, I have other people, that don't know me a hole in the wall might find me through a hashtag and I witnessed it plenty of times and they'll hit me up instantly pay for everything like Yo, I'm gonna train with you I seen all your results I, I stalked your whole page I'm ready but people that I went to school with they seen my progress over the years they like nah I, I don't want to train with KB I already know KB and it's cool like I don't take nothing personal of it and I think as entrepreneur, you gotta understand everybody's not gonna be for you and I'm not trying to train everybody at the same time too. You just got to be cool with being different and getting love from different people.
2: The clearer you are on where you're going and understand that it's your vision, the easier it's going to be to accept the love from strangers. One thing um, you know, I want the listeners to remember is you need to stop begging for support and start networking with strangers because the more people you know and the more value you continue to show, and that's when people really start getting on the wave.
1: Yeah. It's a piggyback that your family, your friends, they love you for who you are. They do not love you for what you do. So whether you're, you know, you stop doing that business or you start another business, they are still going to love you, but they're not going to be the first person in line to buy your product. And you <laughs> have to be okay with that and accept that. That is the journey of entrepreneurship. And just understand that because I'm trying to save you headaches and arguments and really, depressed moments where you sitting in the mirror like, yo, why are my people don't support me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of the journey. We've all been through it. Everybody has to go through it. And it might be your know, significant other too. At a, at a certain point in time, they might not understand. But eventually, they will line up like, oh, wow, I see why he was making these decisions. I see why you was making these sacrifices. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And that's what it's going to be at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, man. And that's what I want people to understand. So remember this. Strangers are gonna be your biggest fans, and it's okay because it's a part of the process. That's the whole purpose of entrepreneurhood is, we wanna do this for people who don't even know who we are yet. Keep making sure you're tuning in because each week we always bring in something new that we think everyone could find value in.
1: Yes, and we would like to dedicate this episode, Strangers Are Your Biggest Fans, by Wale called The Helium Balloon, off the album About Nothing.
2: All right,
0: so you heard it here first, entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, And we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.